Welcome into the Horror Judge Podcast. My name's Phil. And I'm Stacy. And this is a podcast devoted to reviewing, breaking down horror movies, both new and old, good and downright fucking terrible with me, somebody who loves horror movies and always has. And me, who married into it. And we're still a relatively new podcast. And with that being said, if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe, share it with some of your friends to help us grow. The best way to help us out, though, is by dropping a review. It is truly the best way to help our very small podcast grow, uh, introduce new viewers to us. So if you can take about five seconds of your time, hop on uh, Apple, hop on Spotify, hop on Anchor, wherever the hell it is that you're listening to this, drop a review. And if you could throw a few words in there, truly, truly, truly appreciate it. We're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at The Horror's Edge, uh, and this is the best way to get in contact with us, whether that's through direct messaging, whether that's commenting on a post that we're throwing up there, uh, asking us a question, what we thought about this, what we thought about that, hey, have you checked this movie out? All that is absolutely awesome for us. We love the communication and making this more than just me and Stacey talking to each other, which we could do without the microphones. (laughs) Yeah, but this is more fun. <laughs> so uh, today we're discussing The Last of Us, Episode 7. Uh, I know that it's been a typical week without a, uh, an episode, but because the last one kind of left me with blue balls, it felt like much more than a week because there wasn't much action. It felt like the build-up to the storm uh, was going to be happening in this episode, and... Uh, so the wait just seemed like fucking forever in between last episode and this episode. And then I actually forgot that today was Sunday and a uh, new episode dropped. You told me about two hours ago, hey, you're ready for the episode. What the hell are you talking about? I'm going to bed. I'm tired. And you mentioned that the episode's happening tonight and I got excited again. So that that's absolutely awesome. Um, I did have a fun horror-filled uh, week this week. I got to check out Cocaine Bear. Uh, opening night in theaters. Yeah, I was a little jealous. I wanted to see that. <laughs> yeah, I was traveling for work, so I figured what better time. Uh, I have absolutely nothing going on anyway. Met up with a buddy in the area and went opening night, uh, first showing to see the movie and had a really, really good time with it. How we, I beg people, go to theaters to see this. If you enjoy that type of stuff, I highly, highly, highly recommend going to theaters because it's not often at all that a B-Horror movie gets this type of release. And the more money that this movie makes, the more types of stuff like this that we're going to see in theaters and zany, wacky, gore-filled goodness is going to show up in theaters. Yeah, I think that's really great that it's getting the, I guess, promotion that it's getting because it's not like a, a highly rated, I guess you would say, movie. So the fact that it's in theaters, I really think we should kind of really hound that to be able to have more like that come our way. Yeah, it would be awesome. Uh, the more horror goes into theaters, the better in my eyes. I don't care if good, bad, and different, whatever. Just send it to the theaters and yeah. spray and pray and hope for the best because, God damn it, why the fuck did I not get pray in theaters? That is such a good movie, and I'm so disappointed I didn't get to see it in like an IMAX with awesome, awesome audio. Even without the IMAX, I mean, it would have been great in an IMAX theater, but just a big-ass screen for that movie, I mean, we we could do that because we do have a, um, a we big We got a projector, screen. but yeah. it's terrible it's quality. It's not the same. <laughs> it's like a 20-year-old projector, Stacy. so the oh, quality I'm of it sorry. is absolutely horrible. Not to, well, it's not like our 55-inch... Uh, 1080p TV is doing much better with that damn line down the middle of it. 
definitely do for some upgrades. Anyway, getting back on track, we uh, watched The Last of Us Episode 7 today, and we're going to talk about it a little bit spoiler-free before we do a scene-by-scene breakdown. Uh, kind of talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of what we saw of this, give our personal ratings. Now, I've said this with every episode, I believe, for this TV show, but I'm going to say it again. Rating a TV show is not easy whatsoever because a lot of the stuff in here could be to build up future story or to uh, weave together things that we've been given in the past or just complete cliffhangers left at the end of an episode. So it's very, very difficult to rate, but we're going to do our damnedest with it either way. Uh, looking at it just this episode, not the previous episodes leading up to this one or what this one's going to leave for the future. So the way that we uh, review things around here, typical 1 to 10 rating scale, you've heard of it before. 1, dog shit, terrible. 10, absolutely amazing. 5, average, not bad, not great, but you weren't offended that you watched it. Where, what did you give this episode? So I gave it a little bit lower of a rating than I've given the rest of the episodes in this series, just for the mere fact that I I know I'm tired. I know it's been a long day, but it to me was a snooze fest for the most part. There was a couple parts where I was like, oh, like I'm so excited and like it's building up and like we kind of thought it was going to maybe go in a different direction. Now, granted, without being um, spoilers, there is parts of this episode that were needed and I understand but to me it just felt lackluster it felt like it was just it it is it's a filler episode and I got that I got in a series that you need that but it just it bored me I'm sorry but it did It, it was just so boring gotcha okay um what did you rate it because now I'm I'm worried that you rated it like the super high rating. So once again, r- rating an episode of a TV show is very difficult, and it's hard to not look at past episodes and ba- basis one's ranking off of a previous episode. But I, I feel like I need to do this. I give this a three. Uh, I'm extraordinarily disappointed because uh, without getting into any spoilers, it. it It was just lacking the excitement that I needed. The last episode gave us so many parts to get excited about to build up to the next one. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it didn't live up to the hype of that. Now, that is taking the last episode into account in this one. And I just said that's not what we're doing. But it's it's so hard not to because I had a week of thinking about how are you going to solve this problem? And then we'll get into that during the spoilers. Um the story building once again phenomenal it really doesn't get much better it's tying up loose ends and uh backstories of characters uh the the actors and actresses are doing phenomenal in this show all of them yeah uh, absolutely no exception in this episode between ellie who does absolutely great she kills it riley does very good uh the very few parts Joel is in here, he does very well as well. Um, but I feel like I can't talk about too much more of this yeah. without Once we get into spoilers, anything. there's there's some other things that I'd like to say, but obviously I want to keep it spoiler free until then. But it does a lot of callbacks to previous episodes, which I thought was pretty neat. Uh it does tie in 
things that Ellie had talked about previously and kind of bring that to light. It talks about, uh, it doesn't talk about conversations, but it brings previous conversations that we had to further light. So there are a lot of good that this did. But the reason that it got such a low rating for me is because I, I at this point, I need more. I yeah. need more. Uh, and I'll get into that once we get into spoilers. Let's, let's just break into I it. I think we're thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how he can't at this point. Um, if all that you want in this story is drama, this could be an eight for you. See, and I like drama. I like... I like the touchy-feelies. I like that mm -hmm. type of, that, that's just kind of my personality. But it it just, it was like lacking. It was like, okay, it's almost there. Like, you kind of got this, like, like almost like a ladder. Like, you're going up this rung, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you break the ladder, and you fall back down. Like, it just was building, even without taking the other episodes into um, consideration, and it just completely fell for me. Again, I don't want to say much because spoilers, but. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Let's dive into a scene by scene breakdown. So at this point, full spoilers ahead. And I know that I gave this a three. You gave this a four. But with that being said, this is a fucking phenomenal series. Like the. Yeah. yeah I haven't finished it yet. Nobody's finished it yet besides those who got an advanced screening of the whole thing. But this is already the best two screen adaptation of a video game that i've ever seen uh it is super true to the game the changes that it makes doesn't hurt the game uh almost enhances it if anything the uh, actors actresses the scenery everything about this series is taken into such uh beautiful hands that it's definitely worth watching whether you're a fan of the video game whether you're not hop on hbo check this out as soon as you watch the episode hop back in see what we thought of this see if you agree with us see if you completely disagree with us and then once again hop into the uh socials have yeah, a conversation and then just say, with us you know just say to phil like don't put my name in that conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you hate it stacy's uh uh on negativity hound team positivity only yeah. for her yeah Whereas yeah i'm all about the negativity bring yeah, it on so so address it to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So this uh, episode starts out with Ellie frantically st trying to stop the breeding from uh, the stab wound that Joel received in the previous episode. That was the cliffhanger that we got in the last episode. Joel got stabbed and uh, fell off his horse. Looks like he was basically on the verge of bleeding out. Yeah. Um, so right there, like taking it from that that episode into this one, you're you're kind of on the edge of your seat. Like what's going to happen? Yeah. And that kind of built into what's going to happen in this episode. Yep. So right away, you're kind of on this like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Yep, and it kicks you right back off where you left off uh, like you didn't miss a beat. And Ellie is uh, trying her best to apply pressure, to apply bandage, keep the bleeding down. And Joel's just yelling at her, hey, you need to leave. You need to go get Tommy. You need to go north. You need to find him because I can't do this for you. I'm going to die. Uh, and like he's cutting in and out and then we get a flashback. So we are now back at the quarantine zone where Ellie, uh, is being raised and, uh, she's doing laps inside of a gym and she's getting bullied and you can tell that this is not the first time that yeah. she's been bullied here. She's pretty much an outcast amongst all the other girls, uh, inside of this quarantine zone. And, uh, one of them 
uh, it, it steals her Walkman, and she's like just slapping her around, basically saying, "What the hell are you gonna do? Uh, the person who you used to send to beat me up isn't here anymore." Uh, it's and she punches her square in the face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she wakes up with a and she's all beat up. Yeah. Um, and she's talking to the captain now, the captain of the quarantine zone or something like that. They had some type of rank in front of him. I didn't catch it. And he was talking to her, and he was being pretty down to earth with her. He's like, you know, I, Bethany's over in uh, the hole. And she's like, why am I not there? Because you don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've sent it. you there three times, and you don't care. Yeah. Uh, and... What you're destined to right now, there are two paths. Path one is going to be uh, you continue on the path that you're on now. You don't listen to anybody. You do what you want, and you're still going to be a grunt, and somebody like Bethany is going to be an officer in charge of you, and you're going to have to continue to take shit for more. Or path number two, you get back in line. You listen to what you're told. You use your brain. You're You're gifted. You're very smart, and you're going to be a great leader one day. Yeah. And you can tell Ellie's just kind of like humbled by this a little bit. She's like, yeah, I'm, g- I'm going to take path number two. Yeah. Um, so she goes back to her room and uh, you can tell that the person that uh, Bethany was talking about was her roommate. And she's now gone. Not there anymore. Bed's completely clean, pressed, made. And uh, the cool thing is you see a Mortal Kombat 2 poster above her bed. Uh, going back to that episode at the beginning of the series where uh, she saw the Mortal Kombat 2 game inside of the gas station, I believe, and it wasn't working. She was so excited to see. She's like, oh, I know somebody who knew everything about this game. They told me all the secrets, all the tricks. Uh, So that was pretty cool to say. Um, And then uh, she goes to sleep, and when she wakes up, somebody breaks in through her window, and you think that it's Bethany, but... It's actually Riley, her roommate. She's well, been. Go- I, I didn't think it was Bethany. I thought it was um, Marlene, the okay. one that um, captured her or was like holding her. Because mm-hmm. um, in the beginning, I thought whoever was sleeping in that bed died. So yep. I wasn't expecting anybody to to come in. And then I saw the hand go over the mouth, and I thought, okay, this is how yep. kind of we figure out. How she got there. I don't think that they ever said that she died. I think that they just said she's not there anymore. Right. But I'm saying I assumed she was dead. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out myself. And as soon as I saw the Mortal Kombat 2 poster, I knew who it was. uh, But I didn't know anything further beyond that. Now, whether this was in the game or not, I honestly don't remember. Uh, If it was, it's a forgettable scene and I didn't remember it. Um, But either way... Uh, so Riley comes into the room and Riley was gone for a few days because she ended up joining with the Fireflies, which is the complete enemy of everything that they're being raised in this quarantine zone. To them, the Fireflies are attacking the soldiers. They're killing basically people that, uh, Ellie and Riley were both training to be. Yeah. Um, they're trying to overthrow that government. Um, but they're best friends, so they're not going to let that kind of get in the way so uh riley convinces her uh hey come with me let's have the best night of your life so they leave excuse me they make their way into a complex and they make it up to the seventh floor and once they get there there's a dead dude in the hallway and 
they're like, well, he previously wasn't here when I came in here last time. So I was thinking that he's going to be infected or something along those lines, but he ended up uh, committing suicide. He spent every ration card that he had to get some authentic alcohol from back before everything yeah. happened. And then he took a bunch of pills. Um, so he obviously couldn't take it anymore. So the girls took the alcohol and they start drinking themselves. <laughs> and they're both trying to uh, play it off cool. Like they take a big sip and they're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one sips are like, mm-hmm. Probably. I love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just like everybody does. Uh, so they're drinking that and they're just kind of talking to each other about the fireflies and uh how Riley was recruited by the Fireflies. Um, and then they just start doing some good old rooftop jumping, going from building to building like it's not terrifying. Or <laughs> 10 I, floors up I or something how crazy. At and just jumping. Some of the, the camera angles, they did it from below as they were jumping, looked pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, it was a neat scene. But I mean, I hate it when they do these rooftop jumping scenes in anything. I don't care what movie it is because that's terrifying. You're not just going to just be jumping from roof to roof and giggling and laughing. Right. Uh, but maybe they do it all the time. I don't know. So anyway, they finally make it into a mall. This is the place that uh, Riley wants to take her. And instantly, Ellie's like terrified by it. She's like, that's where they locked up the infected. And they're like, well, if it's locked up, why is it completely open up here? Yeah. Uh, obviously, Riley's been in there before. And she's like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to uh, enter that door, go to the right, make one more right, and then stop. And she ends up doing it. She's going through dark corridors in a building that she thought was completely infected. So you you can tell that uh, Ellie has full trust in Riley. Like right, but this is where you see like a different version, I guess, of um, Ellie. Is she seems like confident in her friend, but there's a lot of worry because she is going off of what she's been taught in this um, court, um, quarantine, quarantine zone. zone. Like, you know, to fear all these places, this was sealed off. This is mm -hmm. where the infected are. Like, she has in her head that, like, this isn't necessarily the right thing to do, but she has faith in her friend that she's not going to lead her in the wrong direction. Yeah, and this but is... She this is definitely not uh, war-hardened, traveled with Joel for a while, yes. Ellie. She's never touched a gun prior to five minutes before where Riley showed her a gun. Right. She never saw a dead body prior to seeing the dead body in the hallway. So it, this is something that uh, is very foreign to her, all of this. You can tell, despite her constantly stepping across the lines, her stepping across the lines was just like, screw you, you can't tell me what to do. It's not, I'm going to go do some crazy stuff and take on some infected on my own. Yeah, that That's not what she was at this point, but Riley's kind of pushing her to be that point. So she goes through the mall, makes the right, completely silent everywhere, and then Riley kicks the power on in the mall, and all the lights in the mall turn on, all the shops turn on, and there's just like this wonder in Ellie's eyes. And yeah. this is going back to the prior episodes where first time that she saw a car, first time that she saw this, first time that she, she never saw anything like this in her life. Yeah. Now, she has had electricity, obviously, in the quarantine zone. They have it. But it's nothing to this extent to right. where there is so much that's illuminated. Um, and Riley's and it's quiet. 
Yep. Riley's telling her there are four wonders inside of this mall that I have for you. And the first thing that Ellie sees is the electric stair. Yeah. (laughs) As she called it, or the escalator. The escalator. Uh, And she's absolutely amazed by this. And she's playing around just like a five-year-old does on them. Yeah. Knows that she looks like an idiot, but she doesn't care. She's just having a good time with it. And she thinks this is one of the wonders in the mall. And she's like, you know what? That's fine. There's five wonders in the mall now. (laughs) The escalator is number one. Yeah. So they make their way through the mall. And the first actual of the four wonders of the mall is the carousel. Uh, She cuts the power on to it and it starts going around. And Ellie's never seen any type of amusement park ride. So this is absolutely amazing to her. Uh, she sits down on one of the horses and enjoys the ride until it ends up dying on itself. Um, and Riley was kind of explaining to Ellie, like, you know, or Ellie was trying to convince her to stay. They're they're going to be officers together. And she's like, well, you are. I didn't tell you yet, but I'm, I'm turning 17. They just told me what my job is going to be for the rest of my life. It's sewage detail. I'm going to be shoveling shit for the rest of my life. That's what they think of me. No, she was um, watching people shovel shit. She wasn't actually shoveling it. I know. I said uh, they expect me to be shoveling shit for the rest of my oh, life. Yes. That's that's what they expect of yes. me. That's all that I'm going to be able to do. That, In their eyes, that's all that I'm good for. Um, and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Don't even get to choose your job. It gets chosen for you. Uh, it reminds a- me of the B movie. <laughs> you ever yeah, see that movie? Yeah, the uh, Jerry Seinfeld thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's totally, <laughs> totally different, but <laughs> their yeah, jobs he are He wasn't assigned. shoveling shit in that movie. No, but, you know, uh, you get your job. He wanted to be a grunt bee. He didn't want to be a beekeeper or whatever the hell it was. I know what you mean. So from here, they make it to the second wonder of them all, which is the picture booth. Uh, and they're taking pictures together. It it kicks the pictures out and it's super faded and you can tell Riley's like super bummed as soon as she sees it. And Ellie looks at her and sees that she's bummed. She's like, Oh, it's okay. Look at this one. This one you can kind of say this yeah. one's good. So, uh, she keeps that and they keep making their way through the mall and they're talking about it. And she's like, well, what, what could possibly top that? And you start hearing the noise in the background and I'm instantly like, I know what that is. It's the arcade. And they go into the arcade, and even without coins, she's absolutely amazed by this arcade, just going from thing to thing to thing. Like, this is absolutely yeah. amazing. And uh, Riley's like, hey, I was here yesterday. I opened up this coin machine and then just dumps coins all over the place. That's and they crazy. end up playing some Mortal Kombat together. Uh, I even wrote down their characters. They chose Raiden versus Melina, which is funny because... Uh, Ellie was talking about Molina's uh, fatality earlier in the uh, season when they were at the gas station. So this is where she learned that. Um, And while they're playing, the camera kind of zooms out and zooms into another room. And you see that the noise of the uh, arcade woke one of the infected. Uh, So there are infected in this mall. Looks like just one, but he's in there yeah uh quicker i was so so excited when i saw that pan over to the infected i thought all right here we go this is it like this is the build-up yep yep we're getting it so riley gives ellie a no pun intended book volume (laughs) two uh 
and they're <laughs> reading these puns back to back and forth to each other and some of them are pretty funny and they get to one something along the lines of how does a computer get drunk it takes screenshots which i thought was hilarious but both of them were like i don't get it because they haven't dealt with a computer probably their entire life yeah. or know what a screenshot is yeah um and as they're going through the puns, Ellie looks over and sees a bunch of pipe bombs. And she instantly pieces everything together. She's like, you didn't find this mall, did you? You got stationed here by the fireflies. Your little job by the fireflies is to watch their outposts. These bombs are to kill soldiers, aren't they? Soldiers like me. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, but we're not going for you. I promise we're only going for the bad ones. She's like, how are you going to tell that quick? You're, you could be the one killing me. Right. And Riley finally tells her that, she, that she's doing all this because she's getting sent to a post in Atlanta. And this is going to be her last night in Boston. Um, and this entire time, you can tell that Ellie has a crush on Riley. That They're constantly going back and forth to the way that she's looking at her or holding her hand or whatever the hell it is. Um, so she... Ellie is just like devastated by this and she's like what the hell is all this about and Ellie instantly just leaves she's like nope you already said goodbye that's all that we need and then she turns around and walks out and she makes it all the way to the exit but then she decides I can't leave like this turns turns back around goes back in and as she's walking in she can hear screaming and you're thinking holy fuck the clicker just got her uh, but it I turns was so out psyched. that she's dead, man, you're a bitch. No, I was psyched <laughs> that it finally was building up. Like it was so slow going and you and I have had this conversation previous that there hasn't been a lot of infected. Yeah. You know, the whole point of this show or series supposedly is like, you know, a lot of infected. That's what the game is on. And, it just is lacklusting for me at this point. Yeah, uh, we were having the conversation today about it, and I was saying my biggest problem with a show like The Walking Dead, and I really enjoyed The Walking Dead for the first couple seasons, was it stopped being about the zombies, and it started being about humans, like nothing besides humans. And it, the zombies was just like a side piece almost. Yeah. Barely ever was that a threat anymore after the first maybe two seasons, maybe third season. After that, it was zombies are only there, but the only thing they need to worry about is people. And no. Yeah. <laughs> like these things are freaking terrifying. They're absolutely terrifying. And that should be the main focus of the show. Uh, now, I get the video game and the show should be heavily, heavily drama fueled that's what makes this show so great right but there needs to be a better balance and at this point we're probably i don't know uh 45 50 minutes into the episode and we got about 10 seconds of the previous resolution in and then the rest of the episode is a entire backstory that's all that it is yeah and it's frustrating now when i heard the screaming as I thought the same thing as you. I just wanted to bust your balls. Like, finally, we're finally getting to a infected scene. Yeah. Nope. Uh, 
It was the fourth wonder of the mall, which is like a spirit Halloween store. Didn't say spirit. It was just a Halloween store. And uh, they put some masks on and uh, she has her Walkman and she plays some music and they dance a little bit. Um, And while they're dancing on the counter, a clicker attacks and knocks out Riley and there's only one of them. I thought that there would have been a bunch of them, but there was only one. Yeah. Uh, they're taking turns fighting back and forth, and finally Ellie uh, stabs the clicker. But then, like, as she's uh, panting and cheering, Riley looks at her and realizes that Ellie got bit uh, on the wrist. And Ellie's freaking the fuck out, and it shows Riley, and Riley's just, like, standing there motionless turned out Riley got bit as well. So both of them got bit by this clicker. Um, Now, keep in mind, at this point, Ellie doesn't know that she's immune. Right. Uh, So they're freaking out. Ellie's like, what the hell do we do? Do we just kill ourselves? And Riley describes, well, there's there's pretty much three things that we can do. I have a gun. I have two bullets. We can end this right now. We'll never turn into those things. But... I don't like that option very much. Option two, we sit here and we wait until we turn, and then we become those things. And Ellie's like, well, what the hell's the third option? She's like, well, you have two minutes sometimes. Sometimes you have two hours. Sometimes you have two days. Let's spend that together and enjoy it. Yeah. Let's enjoy those last moments that we have on this earth. Uh, She says something along the lines of it. It always ends this way sooner or later for everybody in this type of world. Yeah. So we might as well enjoy the time that we have. And I do like that you are getting the backstory of how Ellie ended up getting bit. And I appreciate that very much because that is a missing piece to this story. I just feel like it was really stretched and... It could have been summed up a little bit better, I guess, and a little yeah. bit more focused on the infected part of it. Of I, because I really I get that it's like one infected, but like if they made this mall seem like it was where everybody was, why is there only one person there? Yeah. Well, I think that's because obviously the fireflies had cleared this out. That they made this a place where they're storing things because uh the quarantine zone's still very much afraid of this oh, area. Yes. So the fireflies cleared it out to where they thought that it was empty, but they missed one. So I fully understand all that and I completely respect all this backstory that we got up until this point. Uh, so let's finish this episode out before I finish that thought, uh, because there's not much left. No. Uh, so from this point, we're back in the present. Ellie finds a needle and thread, comes downstairs, and stitches up Joel's wound. End of episode. Yeah. So the last episode, there was not a single infected, I think, in the entire episode, if I'm yeah, not I was, mistaken. I was curious. Um, I was going to say, how many episodes has it been since we kind of have actually seen an infected? I two think- episodes, because episode five was the last one in that city, and we had the complete overrun, like hundreds of infected coming yeah. up from the streets, and the bloater coming up, and it was fucking awesome. Right. And then we had last episode, and I, I can tolerate that. Uh 
if we have a calm before the storm and then the episode where things kick off. And I said, as this episode comes on, I was like, I bet you that there's this episode's going to be balls to the wall because right. the last episode was so much build up. This episode has to be crazy. But the fact that you have two episodes back to back that are builder episodes, they're just there to get you hyped for the next thing. This episode advanced as 10 seconds in the story. We went from Joel being stabbed and on the ground to Joel being stabbed on the ground and with three stitches in his stomach. That's what I mean. Like, I understand and I appreciate the story aspect of it, but it just feels like a lot of filler. I know that you need filler, but I just feel like it's a lot. I don't think it's filler at all. Filler is if you don't have a story, you just throw some useless crap in there that doesn't matter. Everything in here seemed very important to the story of The Last of Us. Uh, I just felt like it should have been orientated better to where maybe you had a little bit of mayhem at this uh a little building that they were stored stored up in to where Ellie had to fight a few people off or uh, something along those lines. Or while they were in the mall, there was this huge fight that broke out um, and fireflies were coming in and the quarantine zone people were coming in and they yeah. were fighting off the... A little infected, bit of chaos. Something. Yeah. Um, not just one clicker and... Literally, they pushed it around a little bit, stabbed it in the head, and then it's dead. Yeah. Um, for two episodes. Now, a normal show, two episodes is an hour. In The Last of Us, two episodes is two and a half hours. That is a super long movie. And to have essentially a super long movie and to have one clicker on the screen for about a grand total of 30 seconds just is, doesn't seem right. Um, so my only complaint with this, and it's a huge one, why do we not have the horror aspect of the show in the show in the past two episodes? I get it. There has to be story, and I love the story. I truly do. I truly love the backstory that we got here with Allie, how she got uh, the first bite, the how the last episode ended basically with her telling Joel, uh, when he said, you don't know what loss is. And she said, I had lost everything yeah. besides you. Now we're finding out what that everything is. And it's absolutely necessary, but there has to be more uh, horror to it. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't feel like it. It just feels like another show. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my only complaint. I think that I beat that horse to death at this point which could have been used in this episode. Uh, <laughs> something with violence. Um, well, there was a horse in the beginning. Sure. It was cute. Brushed some uh, snow off of itself. Um, <laughs> but I gave it a three. It's below average. It's still not bad. Um, it, it's right at that cusp of not bad and bad. Uh, but I'm very excited to see where we go from this because there's only two episodes left in the season. So I'll say the same thing that I said last time, and I'll give it another shot. I really think the next episode is going to be fucking bonkers. Yeah, it, I definitely see it picking up. Yep, and I'm very excited to see how they finish this season out, how they finish uh, the first video game out, how that's portrayed on screen, the emotions that come with it. Uh, I'm very, very excited to see it. So uh, do you have anything else that you want to say about this episode? No, I'm good. 
Okay. I think that is it as well. So as a reminder, we are a new uh, podcast. So if you wouldn't mind, share this with some of your friends. Uh, but more importantly, hop on uh, whatever platform it is that you're listening to this, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever the hell that is, drop a review. We truly appreciate it. If you stuck around till this point, I think that you enjoyed the episode or you just are really fucking bored. But if you're really fucking <laughs> bored, take 10 extra seconds and drop a review for us because I'd appreciate the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, so till next time, I'm Phil. And I'm Stacy. We'll catch you next time.